You're listening to episode 223, and today we're talking all about how we shift what we do, how we act, and how we show up simply based on the assumption of how others judge us. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle. I'm so happy to have you here. And today we have a topic that I'll be talking about that's actually from a listener. So as I say all the time, please always feel free to shoot me an email, erin at erinjoyceco.com. In the subject line, you can just write podcast idea and send me any question. Everything can be anonymous. It can be a really broad question. It can be a really specific question. Uh, And know that if you're thinking of it, I guarantee you someone else is. And I love nothing more than to be able to support you in that way. So never hesitate to shoot over an email. So the topic today, um, I really, really love. It's actually, um, it feels, uh, I almost think of like a web. Like there's, there's a lot of concepts in here and it might feel kind of, it's big. It's a big topic, but a really, really good one. And I'm going to just try and break this down for you so that it feels um, very consumable and easy to apply. So the listener brought to me this question of what do we do when we're basically projecting our own insecurities onto other people and assuming that they're, you know, from that, we assume their judgments about us. And then it affects how we choose to show up, like basically what we end up doing because of our fear of their judgment of us, which is actually just our own insecurity. <laughs> it almost feels like a boomerang, doesn't it? Like we're, we're throwing out our own insecurity to someone else and then it boomerangs back to us. And instead of it being about us, we make it about another person. It's, it's interesting how our mind, it's like a little mind trick. So we're going to talk about that. And... As an example, so if I explain that and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) So an example would be, and I think this is something that so many of us can relate to, and maybe you've broken this pattern for yourself. If you have, bravo, you'll hopefully still get something from this podcast episode, but it might be stuff that you've already um, broken, broken the pattern. How many of you, when you, you know that you're having guests over, whether it's like for a holiday or, hey, we'll be over in 10 minutes, we run around the house and clean it up. You know, we run the vacuum, we wipe down the counters, we clean the toilet, we fluff the pillows. And we're, I've even seen, I think reels on this or TikToks where it's like, you you know, the mom's just screaming like, you need to close up. You know, we're just going nuts. And, and it's because of our own insecurities and what we think others might think of us walking into our home. Now, all of our insecurities are specific to us. So for some of us, it might be, I don't want them to think I'm a bad mom. I don't want them to think I'm a bad housekeeper. I don't want them to think, or I'm afraid they'll think, um, you know, I'm lazy. Uh, so we all, and that's something that you're going to have to sit with and try and figure out. And we're going to talk about that here. Um, but basically what's happening here, and this is uh, essentially from the concept of cognitive behavioral therapy uh, founded by Aaron Beck. So it's this concept that our beliefs are connected to our thoughts and then our thoughts are connected to our actions. Know though in there, our thoughts are also connected to our emotions. So you can really do beliefs, thoughts, emotions, actions, but emotions and thoughts ping pong constantly. So I want you, and this is kind of like a branch off side note, when you're feeling an emotion, like I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling sad, I feel angry, I feel frustrated, typically the uncomfortable emotions, because we don't need to dissect when we're feeling like super happy, right? We're just like, yeah, I'm super happy. Um, But sometimes it's good to dissect that because you can connect it back to your thoughts and et cetera. So 
recognize that when you're feeling that emotion, you can be like, okay, what thought did I have before that? You know, before this moment of physically feeling frustration, what was my thought? And maybe it was something like, I'm the only one that helps the kids with homework, could be the thought. And then you feel frustrated. And then because you feel frustrated, it then connects back to your thoughts again of, I'm so frustrated because this is, you know, this is this ongoing thing that we're, you know, and I, I don't understand why do moms, and this is my spiral with, and not this specific example, because that's not a problem for me, but, um, you know, like I'm the only one who does homework and then it spirals into women are the default parent and mothers are not given enough credit and no one understands how hard this is. And it is just like this rabbit hole of thoughts that just thickens that emotion and then you're sitting in it, right? So just know as as this is not necessarily about what we're talking about today, but it's connected. Know that we have so much power in our thoughts and how that can affect how we're feeling. Another thing I'm going to share with you, I'm, I'm totally side tangenting, but I feel like it's really important to understand this. When you say I am, I want you to know that whatever you say after that, you're giving your magical powers to. Imagine it truly that whatever comes after that statement, you're enhancing whatever it is that you put after that. So I am anxious. I am angry. I am happy. I am in control. You're literally giving power to the statement after that. So be really mindful and you can teach this to your kids too. Might as well teach them now so they don't need to read all the personal development books and pay for all the therapy later. They might anyway. (laughs) You didn't do anything wrong, but maybe try and get a head start. But it's really such a simple mind trick. It's like a biohack. Is that what they call it? A mind hack to be able to recognize that I can shift how I'm feeling based on this one thought. And I can change it. So another thing too is compartmentalize and detach from certain things. So instead of saying, I'm anxious, separate yourself from it. I'm someone who's feeling some anxiety. See how minimized it feels? Use those defense mechanisms to help you, you know, minimize in a way that's really supportive. Don't enhance that anxiety. So, okay, that's my tangent. But anyway, so coming back to we're projecting our insecurities onto other people, making it their judgments about us that we assume to be real. And then that affects how we're showing up in our own life. So it's connected like CBT, where you have your beliefs are connected to your thoughts or connected to your actions. So we'll start with our thoughts in the middle. So our thoughts are going to affect our actions. So if we have a thought of they'll think I'm lazy if my house is dirty, what's your action? You clean your house, right? Even though you're exhausted and burnt out and you really don't want to give a poop about what people think of you cleaning your house or, or the state that it's in or my God, I'm human and I have so much going on and I have you know, one kid or 10 kids and I'm homeschooling or sending them to school and I work or I stay at home. Like we have these insecurities that show up and that's what affects how we're acting, right? Now with this, specifically when we pull another person in, we are assuming that, did I share the boomerang? So just a side note, guys, I started to record this episode and my my podcast or my my mic wasn't plugged in. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait, did I say this in this recording or the one before? The boomerang. So our projection, I'll say quickly in case I already just said it, but it's a boomerang. Like we, we throw out our insecure, insecurities and it swings back around and we assume the judgment is just about the other person, but it's really just your insecurity coming back. It has nothing to do with the other person. So 
what I find happens is that essentially we're, we're not taking accountability and responsibility for our own limiting beliefs, limiting thoughts, our limiting thinking, which um, is interchangeable with our insecurities, essentially. Our insecurities kind of create those limiting thoughts. But we're, we're losing accountability for it when we give it to another person and label it as their judgment. So if you're not responsible for their judgment, you don't need to do anything about it right? You're not responsible for it. It's about them, but it still affects how you're going to show up. So what I want you to do is to begin to take accountability for, and and this, this is through awareness. This is through recognizing like, okay, I have this fear of judgment. How, how do I want to feel in this situation? How do I want to show up? And, and what is really true here? It's really, really hard work though, guys, because this is connected, like I just explained about your beliefs and then your thoughts. Your, your limited thinking is directly connected to your core negative beliefs, your negative core beliefs. That's deep. So if, you've, if you're new to the podcast or you, know, you have to hear things seven times, I share this a lot, but your, your core negative beliefs are solidified by age seven. Just cognitively in the programming of your brain, in your synapses, your core negative beliefs are solidified. And then your brain spends basically its whole life looking for things to support that negative core belief. That's kind of deep, isn't it? It's like, ugh. But again, feel empowered to know that you can reprogram. You can override it through your thinking. It just takes repetition and practice and then it becomes a little easier. So meaning like, okay, the person's coming over and you're... And this is what I do now. I'm I'm like my house is they're they're literally um rumble, what are or what are they called? Tumbleweeds of dog hair. <laughs> the Roomba got caught under the couch again. I did not find her. I haven't plugged her back in, and I'm sure as hell not spending 10 to 15 of my precious minutes cleaning my floor so you think I'm a better person. <laughs> because I'm sure you already think I'm a good person. It's me who thinks I'm not a good enough person because of you know. So do you see how that works? Like But it takes practice to get to that point to truly believe yourself that I am still a good enough person or fill in the blank of whatever your core negative belief is that um, even though I have a lot of dog hair on my floor and there's clutter all over the place, I'm still a good enough person. And remember too that those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. It's really important. It's a great way to weed out people just compassionately. Like, okay, really bothers you that I keep my house like this? Like maybe we're not meant to be in each other's lives. I don't know. Like this is who I am, right? But remember, like I guarantee you people aren't really making those harsh judgments towards you. And and they might be, but again, it's about them. So if I walk into someone's house and I'm like, damn, their house is dirty. That's not about them. That's because maybe I have a belief system of, you know, if your house is dirty, it means you're lazy. And that's something I have to deal with. That's about me. That's my problem. That's a me problem, not a you problem right? So really recognize that I, my husband and I have been using this phrase constantly. And it, it's, it was originally, I think we started just because we say funny things like that all the time. We have catchphrases constantly. But I love it because it really separates things. Like, is this a me problem or a you problem? Your judgment about me, that's a you problem, not a me problem. But don't make it about yourself. That's the thing. But you need to work on your own thought systems to really support yourself so that you can live without the pressure of your assumptions of what other people think of you. Okay, so I actually have steps about this, so I'm not just talking in circles. All right, so 
I want you to think about the the, the big thing in your life and right now that is kind of weighing you down of worrying about how people might be judging you. Like, is it at work? Is it, for me, it's the opposite. I've been working less and I work from home and I'm, I'm a stereotype. I am a, a white girl with dangly earrings and long highlighted hair and I drive a BMW. Like, I am a stereotype. I really, really struggle with walking out my door in the middle of the day to walk my dogs or like go grocery shopping because I'm afraid people assume I do nothing and just live off my husband's paycheck. <laughs> it's And I laugh because I, you know, you laugh so you don't cry. <laughs> but this is a big thing I'm working on. It doesn't matter what people think of me. It doesn't make it true. That is not true. And quite frankly, if it is, and that's good for you and good for your significant other, own it. Own it. You've earned that in your life. You've created this life for yourself. Why does it have to be someone else's problem? If it is, that's a you problem, not a me problem, right? So anyway, step one, ask yourself, is this really true? Is this fear of someone else else's judgment really true about me? So if I so again with this example, if I'm afraid someone's going to assume I'm lazy or um, living off my husband, is this really true? So the answer could be yes. Let's just say let's just say yes. I do. My husband does make the money, and I quote unquote live off of it. But is it true that I'm not contributing? Right? Because you have to dig deeper. So what else does that mean? Is it true that I'm not contributing? F no. You know, if I'm raising the kids and cleaning the house and, and doing um, the bills and the cooking and meeting the kids' gazillion emotional needs, I'm contributing a lot. It might not be showing up in the bank account, but, you know, and I'm taking care of all the, the doctor's appointments and um, correspondence with teachers and helping with homework and, you know, all the things, then hell yeah, I'm contributing just as much as my husband. But so you have to ask yourself, what is really true? Then I want you to identify the facts and the truths and communicate them if you need to. So here's another example that if if um, if someone says something to you or specifically does something that gives you evidence that I do think that that's their judgment towards me and it's hard to live with, you have to, like I'm talking about maybe someone who's in your home. I'm not talking about the um, acquaintance that you pass in the school drop-off line probably not worth the energy. Okay. But if my husband comes home and says like, why, why aren't the dishes cleaned? You know, why aren't they put away? What do you do all day? And that, that stick with the facts of saying and keep accountability for your feelings. I feel like I'm not good enough or fill in the blank when you say X, Y, and Z, because it makes me feel really bad. Do you really feel that about me? And can we talk about it, right? Communicate, but take accountability. Don't, don't say, you make me feel bad because you say this. Uh-uh. That's not about the other person. You take accountability for how you're feeling, but then stick to the facts. I feel this way because, or when you fill in the blank with a fact, when you say this, when you do this specific thing, you don't know how someone else feels or what they assume or what they judge. You're not them, okay? Um, and then what might this thought mean about me, right? So constantly reflect back. And I feel like I've already talked about this in this, in this, uh, 15 minutes of what does it mean about me that if I'm afraid of their judgment about me, what does it actually mean about me? Let it be a mirror. Let the fear of someone else's judgment be a mirror to you and let that be your work and then journal on it. Why is this uncomfortable for me? Why am I afraid if people think I'm just, quote unquote, a stay-at-home mom? Why is that not okay? Why do I feel like I'm not enough if, if I'm afraid someone makes that judgment? 
What does that really mean about me? This is your work, my friends. This is called the work is digging into this and it's uncomfortable and it's going to bring things up. It's probably going to bring up stuff from your childhood of, and you're going to connect dots and it's going to be beautiful. And this is what's going to free you from the fear of judgment of other people. Because as soon as you realize it doesn't matter what people think, whether they whether they think that about you or not, you recognize that it's actually about them and I get to choose how I feel. So recognize the thoughts that you're having and change your thoughts so they change your action, um, change your emotions and change your actions. And ultimately that will begin to change your beliefs. It all circles back and feeds into those beliefs. And soon enough you'll be like, but I am good enough. I've grown, I've lived my whole life feeling like I'm not good enough in all these different areas, but I am. And it's hard work, guys. This isn't overnight. This is it can be years worth and it can just be layers and layers of different experiences. But it's worth it. And certainly, certainly uh the deep stuff. But anyway, okay. I feel like that's something I could go on and on about. So as always, if you want to dig in a little deeper or, Hey, Aaron, can you clarify this? Or can you give me an example of how I'd handle this situation? Please email me. I really, really, truly enjoy connecting with you. Um, my, uh, my Aaron, my email again is Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com. And I think that's all right now. That is it. So I want you to go out there have an amazing week. Hold your chin up. Be proud of who you are. You are amazing. You are enough. You are worthy and you are lovable. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next time.